welcome to the Ride Life Podcast, a podcast dedicated to fitness and health for women mountain bikers, focusing in on the rider who wants to keep their body healthy, ride for fun, and feel stronger on their bike. I'm Liz, the host of this podcast. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, and I'm a level one mountain biking skills instructor. Before we get into today's episode, if you haven't checked out the Ride Life team, our monthly membership, you should. It's a fitness program helping you to empower your body, focusing on workouts for your level of strength, specifically for mountain biking ladies. Ladies that have just started these workouts are showing gains in just a couple weeks from bike balance and confidence on the trail. Check out the link through the episode notes below. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello ladies, welcome to today's podcast. We are gonna be talking about some more glute activation exercises and also this one's gonna include a little bit of hammies and a little bit of quads with them as well because as we look at function, as we look at increasing our strength as a whole to being a better mountain biker, climbing those hills better and just having more confidence on our bike, we need to strengthen everything. But we don't need to strengthen the things that need all right, we don't need to strengthen those that already have as much strength as much. We need to focus on strengthening some of our weaker areas and bring those guys back up. And then we move from that into a fuller program that gets kind of everything at once. So I went across this one research article and it talks about how we get different activations in different points of exercises. And we're gonna look more specifically at our glute max activation. And we're gonna be talking a little bit about our hip thrust. So a hip thrust is something that you can load up, you can add weight to it. It's the same thing as what I call a bridge, but it's not like the yoga type bridge. You were really looking at, ex- at moving and hinging at that hip and straightening it up so then your knees, your hips, and your shoulders are now all a straight plane. The specific hip thrust that they used in this research article, the link is down in the episode notes, is where your back is elevated on like a bar, a a bench or something of that sort, and where they're adding a barbell across your hips. You can add weight across your hips, gallon jug of water is eight pounds. You can add a ton more to that because your hips are, they can be pretty strong. And so you may need, excuse me, to add a little bit more load to that. So they looked at that and they also looked at the rear foot elevated split squat or what I call rear foot supported single leg squat. Same difference tomato tomato for that. It's basically a way for you to get a unilateral support but without going straight up to the full just single leg squat with it and they in essence call that a split squat if that foot is down on the ground for it. Where you're getting mostly actually quads if that rear foot is down on the ground with that split squat but if our rear foot is elevated and also at the top part of our hip thrust, we're getting a ton more glute activation. For that rear foot supported split squat, it's at the bottom of the movement. And so making sure we're getting down deep in that movement, but still under control within how our knees are supported in the front, I love to add a little bit of a hip hinge into that exercise. Tilt your your trunk forward a little bit, get a little bit more into like a, a deadlifty hip hinge with it, and then you drive up and out from that. That gets your glutes to be your driver a little bit more than if your trunk is upright and sitting on top of that. Using these two exercises, there was a talk last week about how people wanted a little bit more exercises to incorporate, to not over-dominate and use their quads as much. Or what I said is I talked about quadifying in their workout or their training plans because there's a lot of exercises that really target our quads. 
There just are. And we need to make sure as, as ladies, especially mountain biking ladies, that we are balancing our body and that we're training properly, that we are looking at our training program, our workout program, and that we're not just targeting our quads, that we're making sure we're getting in all these other muscle groups that we need to balance our body and make sure that we're not going to sustain an injury and also that we're going to be strong going forward. You're not just looking for aesthetic goals. Yes, that's always part of it. Everybody likes to look better, but it's not, that's not our main primary focus and purpose. It's at least in me, it's that I want to feel better on the bike. I want it to be my release. I want to go out and ride and not have to worry about the climbs that I'm going to go do. I don't want to worry about holding everybody back, even if I am the last one. It's, it's that I want to be able to go out there and ride and feel good about my body. And to me, that's why I started working out again after going through so much of my chronic injuries that I had, chronic ailments. Ladies, I can go on for a long time about that because I've, I've gone through the ringer with it. I had to build back up from a really low base where it would, every time I stood up on the couch, I almost passed out because I was so dehydrated all the time. Like it was, it was a pretty low base that I had. And so I had to build back up and I built up to a certain point, but then I lost my motivation for a lot of years. Once I started back into mountain biking is whenever I gained my motivation again. I was like really frustrated that I was having to sit down to recover after some climbs because my body was done. I was frustrated that I knew I could do better and my body just wasn't. So I started working out to get better at biking. And that's whenever I've delved a little bit more into the research, a little bit more into specifically how to train for women mountain bikers because we're different than just male mountain bikers. We're different than other training programs. We're different than what they are designed to do for people. And it really lit a fire underneath my ass to, to share with y'all and to develop programs for it. And also the people that were seeing the clinic, I was frustrated that they had tried different workout programs and that had almost pegged them into their path to coming to see me because they had continued to strengthen their compensatory patterns and com continued to imbalance their body through those training programs because those training programs were targeting the wrong things for them and their body and what they were doing as well. If they were just doing the training program, that would have been a different story, but they're doing the training program plus mountain biking, plus whitewater kayaking, plus this, plus that. And that's where it, your body can be unbalanced within that. You need to balance your body when you're doing some of these workouts, some of these exercises for your extracurricular activities. <laughs> and so going back to what exercises we need, that hip thrust has been shown to have so much better glute max activation. And going back to the podcast from last week, making sure that your core control and can make that glute max fire up even more. And then the bottom of that rear foot supported split squat or single leg squat. Both of these are included in the Ride Life Team program and should be included in your training program. They are great for adding in that glute max activation and getting that support strength for us. Now, many of y'all are thinking, oh, well, I just do squats, I just do deadlifts, those are fine. Well, I don't know if you've ever noticed what your limiting factor is in your squats or your deadlifts, but I doubt it's over your glutes. And so making sure that you're looking at some of these things what would be the fatiguing factor where you're like, I can't push out one more rep? Squats, it's probably your quads and or your back, your core, back core. 
With your deadlift, it's probably your back core. That's usually where people can't lift anymore, or it's their hammies. Yes, it works your glutes as well, and it also, if you're pushing from the ground, or I say pushing, if you're lifting all the way from the ground, or the weights in the ground, then you're using a lot of your quads as well in that first initial lift. If you're doing it from risers, then that's when you're getting more of those glutes, hammies, and back core as well for that. And so I like actually people to lift from risers a lot more times than lifting from the ground for their deadlift if I'm wanting to use and target more posterior chain than targeting their quads and some of the anterior chain within your legs. So thinking about these mechanisms, thinking about what you're targeting for your training makes hopefully sense for what exercises you want to incorporate and do and add into your training program. And also, if you're following another program that somebody else has outlined for you, question it, look at it, decide whether that exercise is needed for you on that day, or if you should do a, a different exercise instead for that, that day instead. Thinking about these things, making right decisions, making right choices is something that you guys, that y'all need to do and to implement to help your body. I hope this was fruitful for you. And I hope that you will look at your training program and make good choices for it. Cheers, y'all. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Ride Life Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe below. And also, if you want to empower your body, if you want to feel stronger on your bike and you need more direction of what to do or how to do it, if you need to understand how to actually use your core better, check out the monthly membership, the Ride Life team, in the episode notes below. You won't be disappointed. Take care and happy riding.